Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, for businesses that are looking to upskill their employees, there has never been a better time to do it with a range of fully funded and subsidised training options now available both online and across County Wexford. Joining me now to discuss these options is Edmund Connolly from the South East Regional Skills Forum. Edmund, welcome back to the show. You might start the interview by reminding us about the work undertaken by the South East Regional Skills Forum. I suppose in a nutshell, Carl, the work we do is uh, mainly with employers to understand what the skills and training needs their companies have are. And I then link in with the colleges, the education and training boards and skill nets to develop uh, responses if there are gaps in the marketplace. So it's all about responding to industry skills and education needs. And from your insights across the region, Edmund, what are the needs of employers currently? It depends on the sector. So uh, it depends on what sector you're in. But I, I suppose the top need, I would say, across manufacturing and construction and the like, are ultimately engineering-related skills. There's a significant demand for a a, a spectrum of engineering skills, which can be obtained through traineeships, apprenticeships, college courses, full-time, part-time. After that, you look at sectors the likes of hospitality, which has had a horrid time for the past 18 months, but is trying to get back to some degree of normality. Um, There's a significant demand for skills in the hospitality sector. A lot of people have left that sector and uh, there there are lots of opportunities there for people to gain both part-time and full-time positions. Um, And then, then, you know, uh, I suppose business-related skills, IT skills are across all sectors. Um, Whether you're new to the labour market or you're well-established in a job, we're all finding that we have to brush up on our technology and digital skills. How has the pandemic altered the skills landscape across the region? I suppose like we've seen some manufacturing, the likes of pharmaceutical medical device, actually do quite well. Um, and they they're actually have continued to thrive. Um, and and they, their skills needs are, are broadly similar to what they were. However, a lot of people, the way people work has changed. So there's been a demand for upskilling in terms of remote working, flexible working, um, using technology. That has been across many sectors. Um, and a lot of companies have had to change what they do or how they do it or slightly alter the market they're serving. And that has, again, driven the need for people to, to upskill, particularly in technology areas. Um, but the bread and butter the likes of, you know, whether it's welders for, for fabrication companies or chefs for hospitality um, or he- heavy goods vehicle drivers. Wexford in the southeast is very strong in, in logistics and transport. Strong demand for um, uh, trained heavy goods vehicle drivers. Um, and that continues to be the case. And of course, over the past 18 months, I've heard many people say that the pandemic acted as a trigger point for getting them to think about how happy they are in the sector and the job that they're in. And maybe as a point of reflection for them to think, is there something else out there that I should be doing? Should I become reskilled in a new area or a new sector? Is that something that you've seen yourself? Yes, indeed. I, I do think I'd agree that the pandemic has given people a lot of pause for thought. Um 
and I, I suppose we have to be, you, you know, acknowledge a lot of people have struggled and have been put in very difficult situations because of the loss of jobs or, or been put on short time or whatever. Um, I suppose on the positive note, I would say that there are quite an array of opportunities and local, locally delivered opportunities for people to take on, uh, to retrain into into either within the area that they're working or transfer into a new uh, skill area. And a lot of these courses are heavily subsidised or fully funded. And I think that's the message I'm keen to get across. We'll facilitate that message this morning by providing an overview of each of the different agencies that people can turn to. Let's start with Skillnets. What are Skillnets and what type of training do they provide? Skillnets are based uh, around the country. So Wexford Chamber have a Skillnet um, and they provide subsidised training for uh, industry. Um, and they can, typically they're involved in uh, short courses, uh, everything from uh, Excel and other IT courses to um, other practical business administration or might be some very specific, something specific to a sector. It might be in the hospitality sector. So um, I would always encourage employers to be familiar with Wexford Chamber Skillnet courses. Just look at their website and they have a list of courses there. Um, as I say, short courses typically. And then moving into short and long courses, of course, in further education, you have the Waterford-Wexford ETB. Provide us with the flavour of the type of training that they provide. Yeah, Waterford-Wexford ETB have a vast array of, of training um, available. They have a training centre in Wexford Town. They have facilities in New Ross, in Enniscorthy, in Gorey and Bunclody. So they're all over the county and, and all over Waterford and, and Wexford. Um I'm just look. All of their courses are on a portal called fetchcourses.ie, and right now this morning I'm just looking at their website. And for County Wexford, there are 75 courses available at the minute, which are due to commence in September and October, and they range in things from uh, near zero energy building regulations for plasterers, and uh, there's a, and just computer skills. Uh, just looking down through the list, picking a few safe paths and e- evening courses there, um, childcare, bookkeeping, um, and the list goes on. Uh, business administration, office skills, uh, some technical ones, ventilation, measurements, proficiency testing, a uh, construction-related one. So all of those courses are uh, coming up, um, and most of them are either substantially or fully funded. They're typically part-time and some a good few of them are still online because of, of restrictions. For those that are interested in taking higher education programmes, they're available on a subsidised or free basis through Springboard. What type of courses are available and who is eligible? Yeah, so across the colleges, so as far as, say, Wexford would be concerned, you have both IT Carlo and Waterford Institute of Technology, soon to be a combined technological university. They have a range of courses in business and management, computing, engineering, tourism and hospitality, science, marketing. So quite a a spectrum. Um, They're all part-time courses up to one year, typically. They're all all available. You can search for the courses 
on springboardcourses.ie. Um, they're available to, I would say, nearly all comers. People in jobs want to upskill, they're available. Um, and people that are currently seeking a job, they're also eligible to apply. Whether it's a Skillnet course or an ETB course or indeed a Springboard course, all of them now are available both in classroom and in online settings, aren't they? They are. That's one suppose, outcome of the pandemic. There's been a huge amount of courses have gone online. There are many advantages to that. Uh, it means people have a, a wider selection available to them because the travel is taken out of it. Um, the, I suppose on the negative side, it, there's a certain aspect of learning where you're with other learners and you're face-to-face or if it's very technical and you need to be in a, a workshop, um, it's hard to replicate that online and the colleges and the ETBs are getting back to what they call blended learning. So they're trying to get the best of both worlds. With technology advancing at the speed that it is, it's so important for businesses and for employees of businesses and also for those that are unemployed that are looking for work to keep their saw sharp, to keep their skills fresh. And the only way of doing that, of course, is through education. Yes, and uh, I suppose traditionally uh, we we were always faced with, oh God, do I have to do this year-long course or a degree or get a big qualification? But the trend now is for smaller courses, shorter courses, what they call micro-qualifications or micro-credentials. So there's a bigger selection of shorter courses. And I I definitely encourage people, and if if you haven't done anything in a good while, pick something small as in the, you know, it it can be technical, but, you know, something short, get a feel for it. It, it, You know, it's manageable and see how you get on and it's easy to take it from there. And the reason that all of this information is both relevant to listeners that are employed, unemployed and, of course, business owners this morning is that from a business owner's perspective, many of them may think that there's no government funding available to fund training for their employees. But that landscape has changed fundamentally as well over the past number of years, hasn't it? It has. It has. And employers, whether they realise it or not, are paying into the National Training Fund um, through employer PRSI, and that's a serious fund. For 2021, it's estimated that that fund will nationally gather up over 700 million. Um, so that funds apprenticeships, traineeships, springboard, skillnet, a whole plethora of education and training. So it's, it's ring fenced. So it's employers' money revolved to, to address the skills and training needs of the economy. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Edmund Connolly from the Southeast Regional Skills Forum. And I'd like to thank Edmund for sharing this valuable information with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.